Welcome, everybody, to the Utah Football Fans Podcast, the greatest podcast. <laughs> In the history of the world. In the land. In the history of mankind. <laughs> it is. I asked. Somebody told me it was, so it is. It's, an, it's another week. We've yeah. played another game. Uh, it wasn't so pretty. But... Not any better. Um, as you can hear, James is still not in the bunker with us. Yep. So, James, yep. why don't you give us an update on your COVID journey? Yes. Yeah, uh, well, so uh, James went and got the old saliva test done and uh, came back positive. So I've been uh, nice and quarantined at home with three kids running around the house screaming their lungs out. So that's been a lot of fun. Not relaxing at all. Sounds like hell. So uh, hopefully by uh, this point next week, I'll be back. Back at the bunker. So, so, any worse symptoms than you just couldn't no, smell? No, man. I can't smell. I can't smell. Still can't? It's, it's the weirdest thing. No. Still can't. It's the weirdest freaking thing. <laughs> I'll tell you, though, if there was ever a time, next time someone's like, if you had to lose one of your senses, what would you smell like that? It's it's actually kind of wonderful. <laughs> Poopy diaper. Don't even smell it. Dog fart. But you can't smell, smell your food. and. It's true. Thanksgiving was a little bit of a... Uh, you know, you're prepping food and doing all that. I couldn't smell anything, so that was kind of a downer. But uh, other than that, I feel great. Well, I feel fine. You're one of the lucky ones, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I feel pretty lucky. I mean, even people that have had minor symptoms, get temperatures and whatnot, I haven't even had that. So, yeah. feeling good. That's good. Good to hear. Well, hopefully yeah. it comes back for you at some point. <laughs> what? No, God. I need it by, by Christmas because i got to smell the uh, trees and stuff. Man. That's like the best part. That's tree true. scented candles. Yeah. Well, Not yeah. Real ho- trees, just the fake smell. <laughs> just the fake candles. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully you'll be back with us next week. But I'm planning on it. Technology is right. great. We have you on the phone, so yeah, this is great. We'll get into <clears throat> our game, but <laughs> I think before we do that, let's look ahead. Before we look backwards, we're going to look ahead at some of the games that are coming up. This weekend, so we do play Oregon State on Saturday, if it happens, I guess. Um, our game time is slotted for 8.30. It's here at Rice Eccles, ESPN. I don't Pack know. Pac-12 after dark. Yep. Why do we keep getting yeah, the 8.30 one. games? I don't know. You know, don't know. Personally, it doesn't really. Well, you're a night owl, Gary. That's true. I like to go to bed by 11 p.m. at night. And the you, night's young when these games are over. I know. You're up until 1 in the morning, so you're fine with the 8.30s. <laughs> <laughs> 830s is easier, though, when you're watching it at home versus going to Rice-Eccles. That, Sadly, yeah, I, I would agree say. with that. But oh, yeah. Can we say that this, this is not, uh, uh, well, this is not a give me. Like, oh, I've no. Heard, I've saw a couple of comments some. And I've heard from some people, oh, finally we're going to get a win. Oh, no. I'm thinking no. to myself, did you watch the Oregon State-Oregon game? Yeah. Um, okay, yes, but keep oh. in mind, the Oregon State co- uh, quarterback. Oh, that's true. Oh, he hurt himself. out his freaking hamstring. He did. On like, the last play of the game. Is that he what it was? I knew it was hamstring. Is he gone? Yeah, so it, it came out today. Um so it came out today that their, their head coach, Jonathan Smith, said that the quarterback's hamstring is, quote, significantly more serious than we thought. Oh, shoot. The Beavers are still hopeful that – You're not coming. I don't even know how to pronounce the dude's name. Gebba? Gebbia? Will play versus the youth 
but it will depend on the results of further treatment this week. Now, if anyone's ever had a hamstring tweak injury, it doesn't go away in six days. That, that baby, it, it can fester for weeks. So if it's significantly worse than they thought, I don't see him playing. And to be, even if he plays, he's not going to be very mobile. So that right. plays in our favor. That's an advantage, but they're not the. They don't seem to be the uh, rollover. No, like and we've had rollover. before, and of course, considering how we've played, so that sucks for their quarterback because that whole thing happened on a play that should have been blown dead from the beginning because the Oregon lineman was so offsides. If any of you, that's true. If any of you watched that game, I mean, how do you miss that? His helmet was past the line of scrimmage by the time the ball was snapped. And that's the play that their quarterback was injured. So if they'd blown the play dead, he wouldn't be injured. He wasn't even in, he was wasn't even in the play really. No, it just blew, it just blew out on him. But anyway, that's the it's game. Too bad. I well that that's an advantage for us. I uh, get that, but still, well, Oregon State looks better than they have for a while to me. But I mean, they yeah, just, it looks really good. They beat Oregon, so what? I, I don't, this but is Oregon, definitely not a know, gimme. Oregon didn't look all that intense to me, though, but whatever. I, I kind of feel bad for Oregon State, honestly, though. They, they finally beat Oregon for the first time in, like, nine years, and there's not a soul in the stands to enjoy it. <laughs> I think it's longer than that, I mean, you think it? about that. Uh, I don't know the exact the exact time of it, but it's been a long time. Yeah, so. I mean, imagine not beating your rival for, like, ten years. <laughs> Just imagine how painful that is. Oh, yeah, I I can't even fathom that. Can you imagine that? No, I don't know what that would feel like. Some people, I think I'll give them a call. (laughs) (laughs) But I texted you guys watching that game. My eyes were burning from the hideousness of the combination of highlighter yellow uniforms and orange uniforms. I like I like Oregon State's uniforms. No, it's I like not, them. It's not that I don't like the uniforms, but it's like when you it's turned like Halloween on all the when time. you turned on that game it was like day glow. Yeah, it was weird. It was hideous. Uh, Oregon Uni's always they're so ugly. A gimmick. It's stupid. Well what it, other all right. uh Pac twelve games do we have this weekend? Well uh there's Washington play Stanford. That's it um Okay. That's at two PM if you want to know. Colorado plays Arizona. That's at five. Oregon plays Cal. That's at five as well. And then the Utes play. Uh, hey, remember when that genius from uh, San Jose Mercury News picked uh, uh-huh. Cal to win the North? Remember that? <laughs> yeah. yeah that just goes to show these these geniuses that are that are self proclaimed geniuses in the media know jack crap. So, uh, yeah. There you go. But people were given. I mean. I guess the season, this young season is there's still a lot to go, but they gave us a lot more props too. Well, but. and so then also UCLA and ASU play, and then they've got USC and Washington State on Sunday playing. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, if oh, you know, that's right. If that all happens, is that's how it's scheduled? There'll right be a now. game or two that gets canceled. Yeah. It's just that's just how the Pac-12 has been this year. So in the uh, South Division. SC three and O, Colorado two and O, UCLA two and two, ASU zero and one, Utah zero and two, Arizona zero three, hmm. and up in the north, and then the north, Washington's at three and O, Oregon three and one, Oregon State two and two, Washington State one and one, Stanford one and two, and Cal 
is 0-3. So that's how it sits as of right now. So uh, we'll see, huh? You know, I guess we'll see what who actually ends up playing each other. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, who knows? We could, we could end up playing freaking Oregon this week. Or right. something weird. Who knows? You know, it, it's, a, it's weird. It seems to not really even get finalized till Thursday or Friday even. Yeah, that's the pac rule. It has to be done by Thursday so that teams have at least enough time to travel. So Whatever. Well, I think yeah. we're going to... Well, um, to discuss what happened on Saturday, we're going to go to our poll questions. And we do want to, you know, thank everybody who's participating in the polls. It makes it really fun um, for you guys to participate. And we've had a lot of people fill these out every week. And I think it's fun to interact with you as fans that way. So keep doing that and we'll keep posting them after every game. But I think we'll go ahead and start with the poll question <laughs> that was, if you had to pick one, Who's the most to blame for the Washington loss? What was the... So, offense received 71% of the vote. Our coaching staff received 24%, and our defense received 4%. Hmm. So, offense is the majority of people saying that our offense was to blame. What are your thoughts? Wrong. Wrong. (laughs) Okay. Wrong. Why? Who, who? It, was co- it was the coaches. It was the coaching staff. They never. It, it, honestly, I would put this loss hugely on Ludwig, and I'll give you. I'll give you a couple reasons why. Okay. It, this was atypical Utah football from the years between Ludwig, between like the year 2010 to 2018. This was atypical Utah football. The offense, no traction. Trash offense. We'd get a semi-lead. We'd run the ball, punch. Run the ball, punch. Run the ball, punch. Well, the problem is we don't have a dominant defense this year, right? They're very, very young. So with no offensive traction going on, no adjustments on the offensive side of the ball, we just kept giving the ball back to freaking Washington to go down and score a bunch of points. A stat that stood out to me and you can blame this on the quarterback. You can blame it on the coach. I don't know who you want to blame this on. I say coach because you got to design some stuff. In the second half of the game, we did not have one reception by a tight end or a wide receiver in the entire second half of that football game. <laughs> so that's pathetic. They're either incomplete or for the running back. So you're not going to win any football games if you can't get the ball to – some of our receivers and I put on the coaches. I mean, the offense didn't look good, but I put it specifically on the offensive coordinator, Ludwig. There you go. Well, I would agree on a lot of, obviously I would agree with a lot of that. However, uh, Ludwig's not the guy throwing the ball. It's true. And Ludwig's not the guy not blocking. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. And Ludwig, not the guy fumbling the ball. Or running laterally when there's 30 seconds left and you need to go up the field and you're taking all this time, all of that. Yeah. Well, I guess when you when you think back at the game, yeah, there was two different games that happened for both teams. First half. <laughs> so crazy. Yeah, and the second half. But whatever, it's you got to look at it in, in total. It's the whole game. And for me, I guess what is most frustrating, and I, we can get back to the 
what I, you know, my views on the offense. It's just, oh, I guess this is part of it. There is no way a, a college team, particularly a Power 5 team in the Pac-12 that cannot score <laughs> at least 7, 10, 14 points and a half. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. This, Especially when... Un- to me, it's unacceptable not to be able to score. And this is back-to-back games right. in the second half. Yeah. But not to score one time uh yeah. that i no that makes me it ticks me off particularly after you watch so many other teams other college teams that aren't any good yeah so this is the second week in a row where we have not scored a single point in the second half we were shut out in the second half versus usc shut out in the second half versus washington yeah and that's so that's that's terrible. I mean, I voted That's terrible. I voted that the offense was to blame. And I think, you know, James, you make a lot of good points that, yeah, our coaching staff are the ones that call the plays, but you don't know what gets changed in the moment. You don't know what snap decision Bentley's making and maybe changing the play that Ludwig called. I don't know. But I just think the lack of experience and talent in our offense was to blame. But the line didn't block. Oh yeah, it was the offense. It, and it, I don't know how you, how we want to cut it. It's it was horrible. Yeah. And I so feel for, like the offensive line in the first half played pretty freaking good. Honestly, I thought they no the good first pass half protection, great running game. Second half, it's like the the whole the whole scheme changed, and they were letting three man pressures get to the quarterback. It was well, terrible. So let's terrible. go. Then let's go to our poll questions where we grade the offense and the defense. So since we're talking about offense, let's start there. So grade the offense. So we had a few different options and um, Rob Totten, he added one that said the first half he'd graded a B plus and the second half a D plus. And that actually, that received over half of the votes, about 51%. Um, And then grading the offense, a D received 26% and it goes down from there. I, I get what Rob's saying, but a football game is four quarters, so I just don't feel like you can grade them by that's, half. That's why, yeah, that's why the poll, I didn't put anything like that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, a lot of people agree with Rob for putting that because half of the people voted for that. I just feel like if you can't play four quarters, you you don't win. You're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> so I graded the offense a D. I just... Ugh. And maybe it was even more frustrating that we actually were moving the ball in the first half. So we got this glimmer of we can actually do it. And then it just mm-hmm. died. Mm-hmm. Oh, so frustrating. I gave it. I, I think that, I think that performance, you have to overall, you, you have to, you have to put it in total, uh, in total. And it was, for me, it's a D. Yeah. You could break it up. That's fine. But that wasn't the question. It's how you play the entire game. And it, it, it was a D. They didn't score a point. All they had to do was score a touchdown. We w- we would have won the game. Yeah. Yeah. If we would have scored 10 points, it's well over. So, to me, it was the offense. You know, I after last week, after we played USC, I obviously Bentley had a horrible game against USC, but I was really trying to give him the benefit of the doubt because he gets thrown in there. Rising gets hurt. He gets thrown in. Come to find out, I think after we recorded, 
we heard that Bentley had been struggling with COVID, so he had been sick, so he hadn't really taken a lot of reps. So I, you know, I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt last week, and then the first half of the Washington game, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, he he's making me really nervous when he's running. I'll, I'll say that much. Mm-hmm. He's going to get himself killed. But then after, yeah, he is. after the second half, I just, uh, now I don't know what to think. He's not a runner. No, stop running. You're going to get yourself killed, and we need him. We need him. I think so. So don't take those hits. He was taking some big hits, and he or can't keep doing slide that. Or, you know, yeah, he don't can't run that it. much and slide if you have to. I, I just, <sighs> I give him props, but he's you can look. He's not a runner. He's, he's you know, he has some mobility. That's fine. Get out of the pocket. Um, be able to avoid maybe getting sacked, things like that, but... If he runs too much, he's gonna he's gonna give him be knocked out. Um, so I gotta give him a D. I, I got the, the main reason here. I'm going kind of with with you guys in totality. They look good, um, but the number one thing is they're not protecting the football. We had four more turnovers this week, um, and you're not you're not gonna win any football games if you're turning the ball over that much. The first, I mean, literally. The game starts and keys to the game that they always freaking do. And the number one key to the game that Whittingham said was protect the ball. First series, fumble loss, right? Yeah. Then we go up. It's, we're, we're doing really well. And then it just, the wheels start to fall off. Then we finally have a drive going. If you remember, we've got a drive. We're, we're moving the ball. I think we're down on like their 10-yard line. And what happened? We fumbled the freaking football. Ty Jordan who I think is going to be an absolute stud as he gets more, you know, more comfortable, more experienced, fumbled the ball, turned it over. They picked it up, ran it 30 yards the other way, set him up and uh, killed any momentum he might've had. So to me, it's a D you cannot be turning the football over and expect to win any games. So let's see. That's how many times we turn the ball over in the uh, USC, game, you know, Oh, five? Was it five? I don't even I remember. I think it was five. I don't even Yeah, we've had, I think you're right. we've had nine total turnovers. With nine turnovers in two games. Now, two I mean, of those were sort grief. of last-second throws. That's true. I will say that you gotta, especially you the one against that... SC, that was a nothing. And then but this week, the, even the, the last interception, uh, even seven. Let's just say it's seven in two games that you're not going to win. But let me I, – I agree – you're there's no doubt about that however the thing is we're not taking into account is the though we've actually had you know on paper the nine takeaways i think or giveaways fumbles interceptions whatever i think that we've taken what seven times a ball away seven ourselves i think the differential can tell you is only like two huh that's true. I mean, only two well, in the games. So we had two takeaways in the USC game, and then I can tell you the Washington game. I got it pulled up right here. Uh, in that game, we were—I think we were only at one differential. Let's see. They threw three interceptions, so, I think it's four. so we were ne- we were a negative one that we're, game. We're a margin four in both the games. In other words, we're differential in two games of 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 two. Is what it is. We we yeah. We have two. It's not terrible, but it's not terrible. But you can't do that and win these games, right? 
and everyone knows right. that, but it just can't. We just can't have it. Yeah. Uh, uh, let me. I I looked up. I looked up the Pac-12, the stats, the team statistics through this last weekend, and um, scoring offense. Utah's number twelve. Last <laughs> last in the league. Well, with yeah. Nineteen. Um, rushing offense. We're at number eight. We average 163 a game, which isn't too bad, but like UCLA averages 241, Oregon 202. So we're behind what we're used to, but that's the, that's the rushing offense. Total offense, we are 11th in the, in, the, in the league at 343. Um, pass offense, we're 11th. We're averaging 180 a game. So offensively, we're at the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> Things are just not working. Pass efficiency. That is that is terrible. Pass efficiency. We're last in the league. Okay. Um, inter and then interceptions. No, that's not it. Anyway, those are just some numbers. Our offense. Anemic. We're, we're at the bottom of the barrel, man. And so, I don't know how you want to. It is what it is. It's terrible, and it's got to get. It's, it's got to get better. Yeah, it's just unacceptable. Okay, well, let's go to the grade the defense question. So, Rob Totten added another one on grade the defense, where it said first half was an A minus, and second half was a C minus, and that did receive forty three percent. A grade of C received twenty eight percent, D thirteen, and so on. Um, I, you know, I, it's the same thing. I don't think you can grade it by half. I think it needs to be a total. I put them at a C for the defense. You know, I feel like our defense is doing okay. Again, they're being thrown into these very difficult situations. They're not getting any time to rest. We're not holding onto the ball as offense. So defense is just having to play the entire game is what it feels like. And that's tough to do for anybody, especially our very young, inexperienced defensive side of the ball so i gave them a c i think that's where i landed if i, I actually yeah, it is, i debated between the a b more like a b minus to a c because yeah the first half they were really good the second half i'm not gonna make any excuses for them no because you have to make a stop when you have to make a stop and particularly at the end of the game they have to go what was it 85 yards yeah they went the whole field something like that Yep. To, to win the game. Okay, you got to make those stops. But when your offense is turning the ball over in tough spots, um, giving no points, I mean, you're on the field most of the time. Yeah. It makes it real tough. No excuses. But I don't know. I, I don't think they were as bad as, we've already said this, as the offense. But I don't think they were a low C or something like that. I thought they did some good things, but you, you know, it's a team game and man, not having any points. And I mean, we gave two examples that horrific interception by Bentley. That was near midfield. I think something like that. And then we go in fourth and one <laughs> on Washington side of the, of the 50 
a fourth and one, we don't get it, and they get the ball. They get we don't even move. The, we don't even move a yard on that. No, play. They, they, I mean, no. So I don't. So the defense was put in some tough spots, and anyway, that's that's where I come down on it. I don't know. I I debated between going a, a D and a C. Honestly, I landed on a C because I think in the first half they played really well. I, my frustration is the la- the lack of adjustments that were made on the D. Now, look, I give the yeah. D. The D is super super young, right? And and Phillips, um, who they actually talked about on the broadcast, he's the highest um, rated recruit we've ever landed. The dude was he had committed to Ohio State. Uh, and then changed his commit, came to Utah, and he's now one of our starting corners. So he's he's got the talent. He's young. But here's my issue. They didn't adjust. I tweeted this out early on in the third quarter. If you double-team their tight end Otten. and make – Yes, Otten, who's a very good tight end, but take him out of the game. Remove him from the game. Make this redshirt freshman find somebody besides his – safety blanket and throw it to a receiver you would the made plays okay it was him so, and Otten yes Otten had eight catches for 108 yards and two touchdowns including the game winner now Nakua screw you Nakua you should have come to Utah had <laughs> six catches for 67 yards and then they had a guy three catches four catches one and one right so you're right it was Nakua and Otten you remove Otten from the freaking pitcher put a safety and a linebacker on him every freaking play. Now, I'm not a coach. I don't know the first thing about coaching. But to me, it just seemed like every time it was third and eight, Otten was getting the ball for a 12-yard gain. Boom. First down. Every freaking time. Yep. Yeah, if you're listening to If I had to put that- money down on that last drive, I would have said $1,000 that goes to Otten for a touchdown. I mean, there was just there was no one else that guy was going, was going to. Well, I, I mean, I agree with you. I don't know, but I know listening to Witt after the game, he he said they were playing a lot of zone, which means, you know, when, when they come into your zone, you go man-to-man. You man up in your zone. And guys just weren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. That's 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 what happened. And who, so whoever's yep. – I mean, whoever – whose fault that is, I mean, here's the scheme. It works if you execute. It doesn't work if you don't execute. And yep. it didn't work. Yeah, it. I'll say this though about the defense. Um, why? You know, I'm not completely down on them. They got a lot, long ways to go. But again, they they held uh, Washington Washington to only 88 yards rushing. So yeah, both games under 100, and that that mm-hmm. leads the Pac-12 in okay. defense. You know, rushing against. So the as far as that part of the part of the whole thing, that's good. They're playing good there. Um, not so good in the past game, though. It's not horrific, at least statistically. But they just—you're right, James. I mean, they just didn't make the plays when they, we needed some plays. What? Yep, we needed a play. We had a play. We had an interception with four minutes left in the freaking game. You know, we, we had, had the we ball had an interception. Yeah. With, with four and a half minutes left, and I thought, all right, finally. At midfield. Someone made a Wasn't play midfield? at midfield. Yeah, he ran it back to like the 50. And the offense did jack shiz with it, yep. punted it away, and then they drove down, scored, and, and game over. Yep. So, and prior to that, what it gets frustrating. We were talking about it during the game. Is I mean, we were running the ball, 
we took a ton of time off the clock, if mm-hmm. you remember. We, yeah. were, we were moving the ball, doing you know what Utah does, but we were saying to ourselves, you've got we've got to make some we've got to have some chunk plays, some yeah. big gains, because it's very difficult to take all the clock and go the whole field is playing like that. And in my view, it came back to bite us in this particular game. And but but having what we've said about everything, James, you're right. It's with four and a half minutes to go. We're up by four points. Just hold on to the we ball. We have the ball. And you win. Roughly near you midfield. Win. <laughs> so go down, even get a field goal. Uh-huh. To, or if you get a touchdown, game over. And we, well, we, we didn't do nothing. We couldn't even get a Had first a down. Yeah. Yep. Punted it right back. So, so it takes again, maybe, maybe a minute off the clock, and, and they just walk down the field. On drive it. you crazy. Yeah. Well, let's go to the player of the game. We did ask this on the polls, and... Fabian Marks, he received 65%, and Ty Jordan, 23%, and then Devin Lloyd received 6%. Um, so I don't know if there's if that's shocking to you at all. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I think that Marks made two bit. big plays. He should have had a second. He should have had a second pick. Pick six. I don't know. He should have. He should have picked six. But he made the one play. He didn't have a single tackle. Um he had one interception, and it was it was a big play. Um, honestly, I, I don't have a player of the game. I, I I don't. I don't have a player of the game. I think that if we had won, I probably would give it to Ty Jordan. Um, Devin Lloyd did what Devin Lloyd does. But I just came away from that game super, super disappointed that nobody stood out and took that game over. Yeah. Offensively, defensively. I, it, so I – I don't have one. I defer. That's fair. I mean, I... I agree. I voted for Ty Jordan, and I think... I mean, yes, he fumbled at the end. Um, I think for me, it's more about what I... The potential I see with him, maybe? I don't know. But it's it, this game. It I know. His potential. I know. I know. <laughs> I still... And then when I voted for him, I was like, well, but he really didn't have a great game, but I'm still voting for him. I don't... He had, what did he have, like 120, 130 total yards? He had, well, that, that's he a had lot. 97, With, he had 97 uh, rushing and 31 receiving. So he had a good game. He had a good game other than that fumble is what. Yeah. And But you can't fumble. But in my view, if I just look at the, you know, in comparison to everything else, that's the player for me, for the Utes, that would be the player of the game. But that fumble obviously is a massive stain that yeah. was av- it was critical. I mean, it, it's one of those plays that cost us the game because we're we're going to score something. Yeah. We're oh yeah. Moving the ball. That was a huge, huge momentum. And I shift. can't remember if they scored on us on that play. They picked. I think they picked it up and got it to like the forty or something. I think they scored on that play. Or on that, no, they, on that series, did they? They scored on that drive. I think they scored on the drive. On the drive, I meant the drive, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, let's go to, before we talk more about our feelings, you know, this is therapy. We're getting all of our our frustrations out. But we asked you guys to rate Washington. Um, after what we've seen, we played them, and good received 65%, and average received 35%, and that was all the answers that we received votes on. So most people said good, that Washington is good. You know, it's 
<laughs> yeah, I was. I, I actually sat in my chair looking at that for like five minutes, going, <laughs> "Which is it?" <laughs> I think I ended up putting good because they're a good team, but it could be average for me. But you know, we're always talking about Utah being this young team. I saw a tweet. I think it was. I don't. I can't remember who it was from, but it showed their freshmen. It showed their sophomores, juniors, and seniors. They're equally or more young than we are. Ugh, that's frustrating. Wow. And I wish I had in front of me, I, I, and I presume it was accurate, but we are always whining, well, we're young and whatever, which we are, but so is Washington. Hmm. It's not like they're stacked with, I think, in fact, I think we had more seniors on our, our team than they do. I think, I don't remember what I voted for, but I don't know. I'm thinking average, that they're average, just because, like James was saying, they have one guy basically that they throw to and that's it. But their defense stuffed us the whole second half. So uh, yeah. And they're undefeated. So I don't know. I guess they're good. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, their defense was good. I was not impressed. I think we we handed them a lot of opportunities. I thought their defense was was pretty good. Yeah, but we handed um, them we handed them opportunities, and then they capitalized off of it. We were given opportunities. They, they capitalized. You're right. I mean, right. we had turnovers. Yeah, we, like we were saying, we had the ball with four minutes left at the fourth quarter, and we couldn't even get a first down. So, <laughs> Well, Washington is, as far as total defense, number one in the Pac-12 as up to this point. And yeah, they were good defense. We're number four in total defense, by the way. Yeah. Well, wow, um, that's better than I thought. So, so in the offense, eleven and twelve in the league, or whatever it was. Goal. <laughs> um, and defense were fourth, number and one in ru- in rushing defense. That's so depressing that we're. But Washington, last. Has, Washington has a good defense. Yeah. Well, what is that? What is? I'm trying to think. What was Washington's? As far as scoring offense, they're like fifth. Their rushing offense is fourth. Uh, scoring, no, 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 let's go here. Um, total offense, Washington is fifth. So, Well, right now they're leading the North, right? Right. Because they're undefeated. Yeah, so we should have on that, yeah, well. we should have beat them. That, it's interesting, though, on the poll – uh, Cody Sorensen said he said he thinks they looked better and more complete than USC, which I, I, that surprises me because I I think USC's I mean obviously got more talent, but those two teams right now they are the leaders in the clubhouse to meet in the Pac-12 championship game. So like if I had to put money on, I think that <laughs> USC would be Washington handily. So yeah, that, yeah, that's that's an interesting. I don't know. I hadn't thought about that. After watching yeah. us get beat by both of them, by both, by the two best teams in the conference, <laughs> keep that in mind too. So, well, yeah. maybe they'll be playing each other, and we'll get to see that. Um, yeah. All right, our next poll question was: How are you feeling after the Washington loss? So here's our our breakdown: Disappointed with sixty percent, frustrated with seventeen percent. This one surprised me. Josh Christensen added this: We looked better than expected and that received 13 percent. that's a lot more than i would have thought so 13 percent of I you i totally disagree with that 13 percent of you thought we looked better than you expected man man what, what did you expect um geez no kidding mad as hell received five percent did it 
And then Kevin Olson added, don't care at this point, and that received 4%. Yeah. Um, so dis- and then don't watch anymore, Kevin. There you go. Yeah, dis- disappointed was <laughs> was the highest. I don't get that, man. But I still can't get I don't either. I can't get over the we looked better than expected and that that received 13% of our votes, people. We, got, we looked we horrible. Lost. We looked terrible. Look, maybe if you turned off at halftime, well, you then <laughs> Yeah. Then yeah. Maybe if we stopped the count at halftime, then life would have been really good. But this was expectations but, going in. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like I've, that's true. I've had pretty. I'm trying to have pretty low expectations for this year because of everything that's going on, and so I feel like I'm. I, I've got some pretty low expectations, and we looked way worse than what I was okay. expecting. I was out I walking, walking the guard dog last night, okay. and I was running to one of my neighbors from down the street. He's a Utah State fan, so we. Yeah, you know, so commiserating some, together. Yeah. <laughs> but he was making the comment about Utah. He goes, but, and he made, and I had to agree with him. He goes, look, Utah is in the, in the Power Five conference. He's in the, they're in the Pac-12. And they should, and so, yeah, they had a lot of people going to the NFL and so forth. But he goes, they've got a bunch of talent or they're supposed they're to have supposed a bunch to. of talent. You're yep. just supposed to rev it back up because you've got talent. He goes, there's no excuse. Next man up. That's and always I'm, been the... And you know what? At least not, we can't expect to be what we were last year. I right. get that. But to drop this far down, yeah. I don't feel, I don't feel at all good about that. I don't think we should be because I think we have the talent. I don't care if we're young or not. To me, we should be. My expectation is better than what, what's going on. Yeah, by far. I, yeah. I, I expect us to be to be better than this. Well, it's like you just said. I mean, of course, we're going to have a dip because yes, we lost a lot of seniors, but like you just said, Washington's young too. Yeah, they're young, and they're it's all. It's always been that next man up. That's always been Utah football's philosophy: next man up. If Someone gets hurt if you graduate, if you move on. We've got someone in line waiting. And if your program is healthy, <laughs> yeah. it's not like, okay, you may lose players and then let's rebuild for the next three. No, it shouldn't be. It, I don't know. Top tier teams don't go that way. No. That, and th- I think for whatever reason, I think we're better than we're showing personally. I don't think, I don't think we're, I mean, you, you are what the scoreboard says you are. I, and I, you are what. You know, your wins and loss says you are. All right, I get the cliches, but I think we're better than what's going on, and whatever reason, we're just not really showing. So what did you vote for? Uh, on that one, I think disappointed. Well, I can say that you were mad as hell on Saturday. I was mad Saturday. as hell on Saturday. That's why that was on that poll. <laughs> if I would have taken this poll on Saturday, I was mad as hell. Because <laughs> I'm watching this game. <laughs> it's like going toward the cliff. You're watching the car, and no one can put the brake on. I'm going, we're going toward the cliff. We're going over. Oh, yeah. No, and we're going, going. Okay. 200 yards, 100 yards, 50 yards. Uh-oh, there's the edge. Boom, gone, over, game over. Well, and I was pissed, too, because towards the end, it's probably when we got the ball with four minutes left, I'm going, okay, good. Yeah. yeah. It, it's done. Yep. We're at. We're going to pull this off. It's okay. We're going to hold on. I think all those thoughts went in my mind, and then – Watching the train wreck, like you're saying, happen right in front of me. It was just, in fact, when it was over, mad, I, I couldn't believe we lost the game. <laughs> That's a, so, yeah, I was mad as hell. 
on Saturday. Honestly, I'm frustrated too. So if I, but I had to pick one. <laughs> you needed I'm, multiple options. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> disappointed, but yeah, I, I think I, I, I think I did disappointed. But I was, I'm frustrated that we're not, at least in my mind, living up to the talent pool that we've got. Well, so there you go. And so playing off of that, our question is, you know, long term, what are your feelings about our team? long term so it's interesting to look at what we just talked about how disappointed and frustrated we are but then long term optimistic received 68 percent of our votes highly optimistic Here. received 18 percent undecided received 15 percent and pessimistic received about two so okay. it people are optimistic here's the here's the thing i'm optimistic but here's the thing i'm very optimistic about our defense i think our defense is going to be great i think we're going to have a great secondary i am extremely concerned about the position of quarterback jake yeah. bentley is not the guy i can just tell you right now i don't i don't i don't understand it the guy he played like two seasons in this sec you would think he would i, I don't know what is going on i saw yeah. six total passes out of rising um, one or two were like, wow, great passes. Yeah, but but no you can't judge, get anything. Yeah. There's no way to judge. So I'm optimistic. I think that the secondary and the defense is going to be really, really good. The offense I am extremely nervous about. I think we've got pieces, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but, man, I'm nervous about the offense. I do not want to go back to the old Utah. Um, in fact, Greg Bird said on one of the poll questions, I mean, and I said it earlier, this is the Utah of old where it's just, Every game, you're, you're holding, just trying to hold on, hold on, hold on, and then you win, and you just go, we should have blown that team out by 30 points, but we have no offense. And I'm, I, I feel like we're headed back in that direction, and that makes me really nervous. Are you, what are you, optimistic for the future and for the team? I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic, um, but uh, the, uh, the offense does make me nervous. Yeah. Yeah, definitely the the quarterback situation is, and again, you know, I mean, we've now seen him in two games. Come on, Bentley, come on, let us see. Make a freaking play. The SEC, where you obviously yep. you were recruited and you played in the SEC. Where is that? I, <sighs> well, yeah, I, you know, I would agree, but. With you, James, I am optimistic for the future because of what you, what I see out there, and just you know, knowing our program. Because let's face it, the last two years we've been in the Pac-12 championship game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, how easy it's to forget where where we are or where we've been. I feel like the the talent is there. I'm optimistic. I, the defense, I think, is obvious. Yeah, offensively, the line. The offensive line is underperforming, and it all and we all know it all starts in the trenches. The first half they kicked the crap out of Washington, they don't they they handled them, and that's why we were, in fact, both you know, the D line and O line were dominant in the first half. But it always starts and ends there in the second half. It's like what you already mentioned earlier, James. Sometimes Washington had a, a three man rush. Yeah. And they got to Bentley. Yeah. yeah. He had to run around, I mean, and it's just, you're going, what? This, that cannot happen. But, yeah, you, you, a double team on a guy, he and he just kind of 
blows right through the freaking yeah. two of them. So on a third down, it was that was pathetic. Did we sad. figure out? I, this is kind of off topic, but why was Nick Ford playing center? Is our center he hurt? was hurt? Mm-hmm. He was he out hurt. for the game. But we don't know. I mean, he's not out for the season. No, right? I, I didn't hear season, but he no. was unavailable for the game, as was Nakua. I mean, I think Ford. There was a couple snaps that were a little wonky, but he's he's not a center, so it, it, I don't know. But I guess I'm good. I'm just going back for me. I'm optimistic uh, for the future because I I think the line. I've just got to believe Utah's put a bunch of people in NFL on the yeah. offensive line. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna tighten it up. And one of the key elements always to Utah football is the running back position. And that looks really good. There's some talent back there. But as you as you say, James, the quarterback position is the key. To, I'm to I don't offense. feel good about it. But now we're but we're talking so we're talking about optimistic for the future. Of course, next year Bentley's with us. Mm-hmm. This isn't his rising you mean? Well, I'm, no. Oh, so, both, both of them. Both in other words, of them, yeah. both of you're, them you're are, right. are back. Um, I can, I, after, oh, after only two games, I could see how Bentley was beat out. Yeah. In practice. Well, I can too. I have yeah. no idea. 100%. I have no idea. I mean, how rising, how good is we, we don't know because we've never seen the guy play. But what now watching Bentley play, as of right now, very unimpressed. I'm going to change my vote and say jumping off the wagon, and I'm just going to never watch Utah football ever again, and I'm going to have a much a much happier life. <laughs> and yet you're oh, going to that... still be opinionated. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're going to be one of those. I'll, I'll, I won't ever watch. I'll just stay on the Facebook group and give my opinion, even though I, w- I didn't actually watch. We're going to ban game, you. But I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I'll kick you right out, Brent. I have that power. Don't you think my life would be so much... Um, Calmer. Well, if maybe? you do, if you do that, you're Go gonna have to it. stop watching the Raiders too. Because <sighs> you know what? You want to pile on? After there you we go. we just talked about how many turnovers there's been in the last two weeks. Watching that freaking Raiders game, I couldn't. I, <laughs> it was like, how many? How much can I take? I couldn't take it anymore. Was that, was, that was. I, I, I turned okay. it off. That's unacceptable. There, James, too. I'm sorry to say, but your boyfriend Derek Carr. Looked horrible. He sucked. He sucked bad. He looked horrible. He looked terrible. Everybody looked All bad. right, Brett. I, All right. I didn't mean to open up that cat oh. worm. Yeah, we better not start. Oh, we got to move on. Okay. Um, here's our next poll question. If you lose, would you rather make a comeback but just fall short, be blown out, or, like we did on Saturday, have the lead and then lose at the end? Uh, comeback received 88% of the vote. Well, yeah, that's the an- that's the right answer. You can move along. There's nothing <laughs> else to be said. 7% of people... This week was just painful. Yeah, 7% chose to be blown out, and 4%, I guess, are gluttons for punishment and liked what they saw on Saturday, and that's what they would choose. I guess the thought... First of all, someone criticized what a stupid poll it was because we're choosing how to lose. No... Because we all realize we're going to lose sometimes, and we just experienced it. And so the, it was an interesting question. After your feelings, after having the lead, a 21 nothing lead and then losing on the last drive, would you rather lose like that, or would you rather lose some other ways? So it's a legit question, though. Some, well, yeah, it was. Uh, somebody. Yeah, Todd Phillip. <laughs> and, well, and Trev Madsen said, weird poll, select how you like to lose, where is never. Well, that's okay. like how, 
I get that you never want to lose, but you're living in a fantasy world. We're going to lose. We're not. Duh. We're not. I, there's no teams that never lose. We're not Alabama, and even they lose sometimes. So you, we're going to lose, and we're going to lose probably quite often. The be blown out part is, which I don't agree with. That wasn't mine, but I know someone who, well, if we're going to lose, I'd just be, rather be blown out because then there's no pain. Because with, within the second quarter, you already know the game's over. You don't have to sweat it out for four quarters. That That's that kind of a feeling. Well, you know part, what I mean? Part of that's true because then you can turn it off and the pain goes away. You know, it's so over so quick mm. that like this game this this week is it was what? It was a slow death. This Saturday was the absolute worst way to lose. Well, yeah. Because, like yeah. you said, it was we w- were winning. Ooh. We had the lead the entire game, and you're just watching it. You're so helpless. Two minutes to go. One minute to go. They've gone the entire Stop field. Em. Get on the tight end. And then they win, and you have no time left to even try. That was. It's the most painful way to lose. Was what happened on Saturday. It is. <laughs> that's it's bad. <laughs> So, yeah, I guess that's true. But it's still frustrating, not to the same level, but you're behind whatever the score may be, whether it's a large nu- a number or not, you know, not so large, but you're making this comeback. You miss a field goal well, to least- win a game at the end, you lose by one point. Yeah. That's pretty hard. Or you're driving the ball down, you know, you're on the 10, you need, it's you're down by four, you need a touchdown, they knock it down and you lose. You know, stuff like that. That is painful. You so. just described two of the Utah BYU rivalry games <laughs> and both where BYU had to lose that way. Should we ask BYU fans it's which is they, worse? Particularly the one where they were celebrating when <laughs> we were all saying, yeah, it's over. Five minutes left in the third Blocked quarter. Blocked field goal, uh, field goal bounce off the uprights. Five times or lose, whatever it was. Lose three times in a game. Maybe that actually should be the worst that should one. Be the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Is yeah. to lose three times in a game. <laughs> that that one would would have won if we put that. But <laughs> I don't know. Okay, well, I think we've had. It's enough. interesting. I find it interesting what people think on that, though. Yeah, we've had enough with the game. Let's let's go to some some fun, more light poll questions, shall we? It was Thanksgiving, James. At least you could taste things, right? It didn't yeah, taste I could weird. taste things. Thank heaven. That would have sucked. If I couldn't taste anything, that would have been, but I could taste. So Thanksgiving was, was all, phenomenal. You shout, always shout out to Wendy. You yeah, Wendy provided you some food, but Wendy Wendy she Giggy came sustenance. through in the clutch and came through with a Thanksgiving feast for the James Russin family. Shout out shout out Wendy. The problem is you hear is that part of Eating is smell, so you probably didn't get to enjoy yeah, it yeah. as much, but whatever. At least you, you could taste. taste it. So we asked you your favorite Thanksgiving pie. I think we had to be specific. There's this a lot is, of people, actually. This is your favorite pie on Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, maybe some people do Okay, eat some of this stuff. So which is... pumpkin received 37%. I don't think that that's a surprise to anybody. Number one, baby. Pecan or pecan. Depending on where you're from, <laughs> I call it pecan, 24%. Chocolate, 22%. Apple, 11%. And then Rob. <laughs> hey, Rob, what's going on, Rob man? added banana cream. Who Is eats anybody- banana cream Ooh. on Thanksgiving? 
Rob, uh, how we, many people? We do. We do. <gasps> Banana cream on Duh. Thanksgiving. Did you vote for that? So, but, no, no I way, voted for man. chocolate. But here's, chocolate? here's chocolate. And that is, that's not a Thanksgiving pie. Hey, just shut up. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to I'm going to educate you. First of all, <laughs> pumpkin pie is disgusting. Number one. Uh, except that's it, number it, one. It, it, okay. Okay. In order from pumpkin pie. So you're pie wrong. And... To, okay. Hold on. In order for pumpkin pie to And the pilgrims edible, brought that you, with them, don't you? <laughs> what do you have to do? You have to put a pound of whipped cream on it for it to even be edible. Then so you're getting that's, the that's you're getting the wrong garbage. pumpkin pie. No, you're getting the wrong pumpkin um, pie. Bryn, I went to Costco just like the rest of the world and got Costco, a pumpkin pie. Well, Costco is the good one. That's the good you'd one. have to put a pound of whipped cream you on there you to mask the flavor of pumpkin. If you want to so, like banana cream, or, what was it? Is that the one you said? I, Fine, but well, you can't I attack pumpkin chocolate. pie. <laughs> chocolate. I can do I want. That's like a summer Chocolate's thing. So, no, chocolate a summer pie. thing. Yeah, chocolate pie is not a Thanksgiving <laughs> pie. It doesn't. It, chocolate pie is a pie, three hundred and sixty-five days of the year. Uh, I thank actually, you very much. I did. I struggled with this poll question because Bryn um, is a pecan eater. Yes, I love pecan pie, but yeah. on Thanksgiving, Whoa, on Thanksgiving, there's just something Whoa. about having a pumpkin pie. And you know what it is? Pumpkin pie is much lighter. So after you're you've stuffed yourself with everything else, pecan pie is a little too much. It's very sweet, but pumpkin is it's just the right amount of dessert at the end of a giant feast. Did you see Fred Copier's picture? It's pumpkin, apple, and pecan, or pecan. Oh, my God. Dude, that. it looks it's right off the freaking... Oh, my... Oh, my gosh. It looks like it's been run through two or three times. <laughs> Talk about a sugar <laughs> overload. Sorry, man. Oh, no I, don't, I don't think I could eat that. Hey, what's mincemeat? I... Mincemeat pie? It looks like a... I don't know. My grandma used to make it. I think I tried it once, and it made me gag. So, <laughs> is it really meat? What the crap is that stuff? Mince meat. I think so. I don't know. I don't know. It's because... hideous looking too. That's Look. why no one voted for it. Did you put that on there? Well, yeah, because mince meat is a, <laughs> is, is legit. <laughs> hey, I just want to I just want to throw this out there that uh, Gary put pecan pie on there twice. So. <laughs> no, I didn't. Just. <laughs> oh yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, it still got twenty four. Oops. Well, Michael Rice said that cheesecake. And then someone, Susan Lake, did no. say pumpkin cheesecake. People. Oh, God. It's not a pie. It, <laughs> All right. It's pumpkin. I mean, pumpkin did receive 37. I guess it's not overwhelming. 37 to 24% between no, it's pumpkin not. and pecan. That makes some sense. And I thought apple would be up there higher because that's. Apple summer. No, it's not. People. Yes, oh, it yes. is. Fall. Well, apple, Thanksgiving's in the fall. Uh, duh. <laughs> did you, where, where did you go to school? Uh, the University of Utah. Ex- oh, Thank God. you very much. All right. Okay, playing off of our uh, Mexican fast food discussion from last week, we wanted to now shift gears into burger fast food. And Gary, I, I'm quite disappointed that you included In-N-Out in this. Why? Yeah. Because it's, it's not the same category. It's, it's a fast food burger place. I don't look at it in the same category. It's a fast food place. I'm just going to say about the poll, if anyone would look at this, they would realize we're talking about a fast food burger joint. Right. Now, if we're going to put all burger joints, yeah, I would put 
Crown Burger and some other places on here. That wasn't that wasn't the intent. In and out. Okay, well, go give us the give us the stats. Okay, so then in it, talk about. Hold on, I just want to point out that this poll, out of all the polls, got the most response. Yeah, how is that? It's just, a, it's, <laughs> this like was unbelievable. And maybe we should go to the food hundreds, Utah food. Hundreds of podcast. people voted for this, and the most comments too. This was very heated comments. It's heated debate here. Seventy-three comments. People oh, care good. very much about their burgers. So, all right, give us the stats. In and out received sixty percent. Mm-hmm. When Ew. Wendy's received twenty four percent. Carl's Jr. ten. Oh, <gasps> Burger King two and McDonald's two. I'm actually shocked that out of the legit, what I consider legit fast food burger places, that Wendy's is the highest. Really? I see. Gar- I see. Gary voted for Mickey McFinkster <laughs> over there. You're a glutton for punishment. I you like, are, look, dude. okay. McSphinxters, or corporately known McDonald's, <laughs> is they're slow. Now I don't. You can go to McDonald's and you're there for 20 minutes if you're and you're your only car in the drive-through. They're notoriously well, slow now. Yeah, they're. I don't know if they have meat either. It feels like rubber hamburgers. Yes. Okay, but the reason I I. Chose McDonald's. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the fillet of fish. Oh my gosh! Oh, dude, oh. I love the fillet of fish. Now I know it's not a fish. Correct. <laughs> so <laughs> I haven't figured out what it is. I I'll say this. This was like five years ago. I had a fillet of fish, and all of a sudden I felt something as I'm chewing it, oh and I I pulled no. this long no. freaking string out of my mouth. <laughs> It was like five inches long, and so it took me like two years before I could go back. But <laughs> Ew. I don't know what it was. It wasn't Ew. hair. Oh, freak. Maybe it was, it was on whatever sort of it was, meat it was it, that wrapped it up. But anyway. That's what it was. That's what it was. I think I, that's what I tell myself. So I had a two-year hiatus, <clears throat> hiatus from it because that grossed me out. But, man, whatever meat that is, I just, I like it. And I like well, their fries. I think, okay, that's the thing. McDonald's fries are the there absolute best. That's why I'm I'm kind yeah. of shocked that McDonald's is the last in this poll because the McDonald's by my house, so what is that, 20th East, Fort Union? So <laughs> we've actually gone there the last couple weekends because my six-year-old, that's like the only thing he'll eat. And he we've been, <laughs> he wants the Mickey Mouse Happy Meal toy. The line at McDonald's was 20 minutes long, both times. I'm telling you. So I'm looking at this poll going, this doesn't add up because you drive by a Wendy's and there's nobody there. So Utah fans, I can't understand. McDonald's has the best fries. in and out I do not like their fries. No, they're like eating a sponge. They're disgusting. Yes, the burger's good, but I don't like their fries. And... I don't know. Will yeah, we, Crown like, Burger, you know, Crown Burger, of course, but I just don't think they're in the same oh, category. No, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a different category. Yeah, that, that we'd have to do something different yeah, there. Yeah, people, but, you know, people were saying Five Guys and... Habit. Habit Burger, though. Oh, habit. I love but Habit they're, Burger. But I, they're not a... They're not a drive-thru. They're not a drive-thru. That's why I didn't put those I, out there. I agree with Dylan Fratto. He said In-N-Out is extremely overrated. I'm I, with you, buddy. I agree I'm with, with you, that. dude. I think it is overrated. You know what In and Out was? It was the novelty that it yes. could only be found in California. And then when it came here, people were freaking out. And in reality, I don't think it's anything great. The people who <laughs> There's like. There's my hot take. <laughs> 
Carl's Jr., probably 90% dudes, and it's because of all those chicks that were eating the hamburgers on their commercials. The bikini ads. That's why I voted for it. <laughs> you don't care what kind of meat it is. All you do is care that, watching no. that chick eat that hamburger. That's 100%. What's wrong with that? There you go. I mean, that was brilliant marketing. And yes, hires, hires, of course. Yeah, hires and... Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think we've found what people like to talk about on here and that's food because we <laughs> food. can't we can't really talk about football right now because it's sucking so bad so <clears throat> all right we'll move on to our final discussion of the evening and that is our dick award and to be honest we had a really hard time coming up with the dick award this week usually i feel like it's pretty simple for us and it kind of presents itself and for whatever reason this week it didn't really present the dick <laughs> so we actually did post this utah fans and we asked you for your opinions now i we need to clarify that if we do ask for this in the future we are never giving the dick award to a utah player or a utah coach it's just not gonna happen not gonna happen so people who are putting you know andy ludwig and all that stuff it's just not gonna happen we're not giving that to our own people um there was a lot of discussion about the broadcast <laughs> Oh, can I back up one thing, though? Yes. Before we give the Dick Award. The hit of the game, the hit of the game came on the interception by Vaughn at the end of the first half, and he ran it back like 73 oh yards. Oh, my God. And plowed it into that. The, man? The, the cameraman. And that dude went down like a freaking brick and didn't move. Yeah. He smacked his head on the ground. Fortunately, it was, happy to him. he's okay. I guess. So. They didn't. They would just talked over. The guy's laying well, there unconscious, and the, and the announcers aren't even freaking saying anything. Okay, that's part of the issue. All right, that's so their segue into the dick. There was so many issues with this broadcast. First of all, I turn on ABC. Now we were originally slated to play Washington at eight thirty at night. Then it gets changed to five thirty on ABC. Oh my gosh, we're the prime time game, is what I'm thinking in my head. That means Kirk Herbstreit and Chris yep. Fowler. So nope. I, I turn it on and I'm going, well, this feed looks amateur. Even the cameras. Yeah. Yeah, the feed did look. The, it looks like we're watching the mountain again. And then we get these two broadcasters I've never heard of in my life. And I'm just going, wait a second. We I've got, listened to them before. But we got downgraded to like the D crew. What the freak yep. happened to Herb Street and Fowler? I'm a little pissed about it. There you go. So... There was a lot of discussion about the announcers, and yes, she was a woman, and the uh. reason I couldn't stand listening to her is because if you are the lead broadcaster for a football game, that means you are the play-by-play -play person. That means the play is happening, and then when it's over, you say what happened and who did what. She never, not once, actually talked about what was going on in the game. She was talking over the plays or yep. how great Washington was. Though our player just did something. She would never, or rarely, I'll give this, rarely okay. give the name out. It's like she didn't know him. I don't think she was prepped. I don't think she knew who our team was. They no, would, she had no idea. They would talk over when the refs were even making announcements as to a flag or something that happened. The announcers are talking to each other. They're not even showing the ref on camera, so we have no idea what happened. The thing that you talked about towards the end of the second half when the guy gets laid out, he's lying there dead. I thought he was dead. Yeah, yeah. And they don't even mention it, and they didn't even show us a replay. 
And then it was just like a, we come back from halftime and it was like a, oh, he's fine. Like they didn't even address it. Yeah, they should have. Yeah. So, but, <laughs> but having said all that, she was the runner up of the Dick Award. We decided that, you know, I mean, we gave it to ESPN last week because their cameras went out. We just didn't feel like we could give it to ESPN twice, even though they sucked really bad. We decided to give the Dick Award to Utah State's interim head coach, Frank Miley, because today it came out in the press talking about they dismissed Jason Shelley a couple weeks ago from the team. And of course, there's been rumblings and rumors as to why. And he comes out today and says, quote, Jason did nothing illegal. He is a great young man. His dismissal was 100% my decision and not due to any misconduct or violation of institutional policies or rules. So what the hell did you dismiss him for? Yeah. That's stupid. <laughs> That's point. dick-worthy. I you, just, you can't just cut, get rid of a guy because he's not playing well. You can bench him, but to just dismiss him. Break no rules, uh, did no nothing illegal? Did nothing wrong, and you got rid of him. That's pretty, that's pretty dicky. Right, and so to... You know, to leave some air of mystery as to why a guy gets dismissed, but he flat out came and said, "No, he didn't break any rules. I didn't just do de- anything. I just decided to get rid of him." Is bi- is what it sounds like. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, it's weird. So he gets the dick award because now that's unacceptable. I, I need to. Uh, Gary and Bryn don't know that this is coming, but there's a new. The uh, I have to give a second Dick Award of the Week. I just read this on uh, KSL a minute ago that oh, Bountiful Bountiful High School gets the second Dick of the Week. Oh award. no, are they doing it? Yeah, they are dropping the nickname Braves because that's so offensive to all the Braves out there. So Bountiful High School, go screw yourself, your dicks, because bowing to all this crap. What is, what are they now going to be? The Bountiful football team like Washington Red like I get the Redskins fine I, okay do you want to go that it's a, Braves give me a freaking break that's a compliment so so bountiful you uh you get the James Rustin dick of the week award that's congratulations not the, that's not the official dick award I, I will interject no, that's my, that's, there's an asterisk that's, but that's fine the official one no goes to Utah that's, State's it, head coach this is the James Rustin special well that is not official <laughs> dick award there you go oh. Oh, Utah fans. Well, let's hope that. What do you think this week? In closing, in closing. I think we lose. <laughs> do you? No, no. We we win this week. We we beat them by two scores. We beat them by 14. It's 20, 27 to whatever that is, minus 14. 13. I just, especially if their quarterback doesn't play. Well, I think that's that true. Oregon, I think Oregon State is a better team than they've been for years coming off of the biggest win they've had in, in, in the program in the last 10 years, uh, hurt quarterback. I just, I think Utah beats them. I watched that game. They had some promise and they're look, their running back is freaking good. The dude, he, he's really, really good, but that's the strength of our defense is our run defense. So, um, uh, I yeah. think we beat them. But they're coming off of a high and momentum and we just beat our rival Oregon and we're coming off of, Pain and <laughs> they average thirty points oh, a game. It, it's not going to be a uh, fun week of practice. I can guarantee you that for the youths. But I, I, I do have faith win. in in Whittingham riding the ship. I think we're one and two after this week. 
Um, so we that's win. my prediction. I, but I think it's like 28, 21, something like that. 28, 24. I think it's going to be closer, but I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's hope, but I think we do win. It's your optimism. It's my optimism. You're optimistic for the future. Well, there you go, Ute fans. I'm pessimistic great. right now. No. <laughs> we'll see. We'll talk to you next week, and we shall see. Go Utes. Go Utes.